Welcome, welcome to episode five. You're listening to Over Conversation. Uh, my name is Sheldon. For wherever you're listening to it, or however you're listening, um, please remember to subscribe, like, comment. We are currently on all platforms now. I got a special guest with me, Eric. How you doing, Mr. Sheldon? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Um, definitely, like, uh, you know, we all heard the news of um, over last night, you know, what happened in Los Angeles with, uh, with Nipsey Hussle. Um, and uh, definitely, you know, from my point of view, it was definitely, like, a tough pill to swallow and still is. Um, right. You know, just let's just focus on him right now and just shed light on the situation because, you know, honestly, the conversation need to need to be had on, like, so tell, tell me, when was the first time you heard Nipsey? When I heard Nipsey, like... You know what? Oh, you know what? Before we even do that, this, just tell me a little bit about your background first. I'm sorry. Just, um, just give the audience... All right, my background, honestly, I'm... I feel like I'm the chosen one, like, because I've seen so much, endured so much, um, <clears throat> and just just broaden my, not only my horizons, but and my mindset every day. Like, I know it's room to to, to learn and gain so much knowledge and, and just out here through this world experience, and, and the experience is something that's priceless. It's something that you have to like go through a part of your journey. And a lot of people they want they want the glory but they don't want your story. So it's it's not just about the destination, it's about that journey. And I'm still on a journey, but I've seen some things, witness, um, hearing, just being an avid listener, experiencing. I just like to say, man, I'm the chosen one. I got things that I know how to connect the dots. It really don't take a rocket scientist. You can put two and two together. You know, it's either this or it's either that. You know, but it confuses a lot of people and then they don't even know what decision to make. You know, whether it be like the situation at hand right now with Nipsey Hussle. Was this a conspiracy or was it gang related? So then now it's up in the air. People don't know what to believe. But then you have to start doing your own research and and, and using your own resources to find out facts or evidence and information versus just running along with a story and it's it's so many nip like nipsey hustles out there i feel like even that's already been victims of situations like this or um with his type of power and they don't realize like he was trying to progress and show the rest of his people that they could do what he's doing and probably even reach higher levels through through numbers of um <clears throat> excuse me, through, like, multiple ways or can't think of the word, but, like, other than just music or rap, you know, it was, it's different type of ways you can go about things and making an impact on your people. So, but he was right. showing from from his perspective. Um, so, You know, I'm mean, just, you know, I definitely agree with you and what you said about um, with all the conspiracy. Actually, you know, everybody just at this point is looking for, like, some kind of closure and, you know, and, and everybody's looking for like what really happened. And, and we don't really know what really happened. Yeah. Um, 
but you you know we know what has happened, and you know time and time again, not only not only to 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 big stars and people with the platform, but you know just just being in the neighborhood and seeing it happening to to maybe a close friend of yours, and you know. Right, you know what? You know, yesterday you pound him, you shaking his hand, and then you wake up to the yo, he's no longer with us. So we know the obvious that's going on in the neighborhood and and for the culture. Nipsey is a person that um, definitely had the platform, was definitely trending positive to what he has done for his neighborhood and the music itself. Um, you know, me personally, like, you know, I, I've been listening to Nipsey Hustle, like. You know, since he first dropped the marathon, and um, you know, basically at a point in my life where I was just trying to figure, you know, I got adapted to his music where I was just trying to figure out who I was. I was, I think, I was like, like twenty three, twenty four at that time. Right. You know, so you know, definitely trying to find myself. And as I grow, I was still able to, you know, carry his music with me and still listening it currently and. <clears throat> Because his music is growing as well, so right, it, you know, it's definitely a person that I felt that um, I connected to to his story, and I was able to use his story and transfer it to my story, and and it, and to let it motivate me and carry me on my journey, or as he would say, the marathon. Because you know, that's what life is about is a marathon. So, right. definitely, just you know, hearing the news. You know, I got the text. I was actually like taking a nap. I got the text like, "Yo, Nipsey got shot." So I replied. My my reply was like, oh, "Wow." So yeah. I didn't even know he was like dead at the time. <clears throat> and then you know, till I actually woke up, went on Instagram, was like, "R.I.P. Nipsey." All right. And and that just ruined my whole day. Yeah, I found out the same way because social media is faster than mail these days so it's like boom it's right there and you get an update quicker than that you know so when I found out I just knew he was gonna pull through because it just sounded like oh maybe he got shot in the leg or something like that and then to come to find out video footage start circulating and then you see this man on the ground look like he got a bullet wound from the head like a headshot and then I'm hearing rumors that he was like shot six to seven times in the in the in the face like, it's just all type of stuff, so it's like, it's just crazy to me, you know what I mean? It's unreal, it feels like a dream, but it is reality, and it shows you that, you know, nobody is untouchable, nobody's safe, even when you think you are safe, which is sad, you know what I mean? Um, but I've been I've been on the Nipsey Hustle since, like, 2009, 2010, like you said, with the marathon, and I always liked how he moved and what he stood for and what he did for his not only just his community and his people, but he touched, like, the world. He touched other hoods because it's really the same thing everywhere you go. It's just a it's just a different a different walk a little bit, but it's a ghetto everywhere. Somebody can relate. You could be all the way on the East Coast, and you're relating to somebody from the West Coast because it's really the same platform, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, I just think when, when, when the music is authentic and – and you you could and it's true you could just feel it no you matter what language it. or you know what walk of life you can't come from like right you know like I come, I'm from New York where like I grew up like you know I definitely have a ba- a, a, a a reggae background you know being Jamaican as well right but you know like 
when I first listened to hip hop, you know, I was brought up into the Jay Z and the Diddy and the the Jada Kiss and that that walk of life. And then when I heard it, Nipsey was like the first artist besides Young Jeezy was I kind of like gravitated to, right? And and we relate to his music, and it, it was just like it's crazy. See, especially I grew up. You, oh my bad. Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. No, I was just saying, especially when you could like you could find an artist and you could you basically could you know you could see his growth and you could watch your growth because you know it's really motivational music. Like music you put in your headphones and it could get you through a, a little hard time and you have a rough day and you know right. like. Definitely that type of artist he was. Right. Music that you can relate to. Like, because, like, same thing here growing up. Me from Houston, Texas. I was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but Houston is is where I'm from. And Minnesota is where I was born because Houston is what raised me. But I grew up off, like, UGK, Pimp C, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But we also lived in, <clears throat> in California, L.A. when I was around, like, five, four and five and listening to Pac and Biggie like so I had different elements of the music of the genres and stuff and the different artists like living in every region of the United States from Minnesota up north Midwest whatever you want to call it to living out here now in, in Newark New Jersey on the east coast I lived on the west coast like I said in LA we lived in Inglewood and Ladera Heights and Baldwin Hills, and I even stayed out in Hawaii for a year going to college, and from being down south in Houston, my upbringing is Houston, Texas, third ward to be exact, so being able to relate to that man's music and understand what he's talking about, because you live it and you see it, you, he, 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 he raps it, but you can see it vividly because he paints these pictures, so that's how you're able to relate to it, you know what I mean, and <clears throat> for them to take an iconic person like that, and when I say them, I don't know if it was gang related or if it was conspiracy. Whoever did it, it was it was fucked up because honestly, it's like this man was doing something positive, and it seems more like it's acceptable to do the negative stuff. That's what gets glorized versus the positive. You know what I mean? It's like we're not pushing for positive, and yes. Crime does pay, and, and, and negativity does. It's, any publicity is good publicity, you know what I mean? But it, it's like that shit is whack. It's, it, it really should be dead, if you ask me. From this scripted-ass reality, so-called reality shows, this shit is really scripted. It's not reality. And people are going out here thinking, like, this is the way to live life, and this is how to do it. This man makes documentaries and show you what's really going on. Show you how his, his from his roots where they come from from being Eritrean to to bringing his people aboard and not just having niggas as entourages but putting a team together. Everybody's working, making money. You know what I mean? But not just making money to floss and, and throw it away, but to invest. And and this is what Jay Z was talking about. You know, on his four 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 album. You know what I mean? Like the connection with our people. And that's why Nipsey Hussle had that connection with Rock Nation. And you could see how that was about to take off as well. You know what I mean? Like there was a relation from, uh, once again, the West Coast to the East Coast. You know, you look at Tupac and Biggie. West Coast, East Coast beef, right? To me, that was a lot of bullshit. Like I don't even feel like that was a real beef. I feel like that was something that was stirred up 
and had a misconception because honestly, if people know about their history and stuff, Tupac is from New York. He's from Harlem, New York. His cousins are right here from Newark, New Jersey. If you heard of the Outlaws, I was born in 1993, but like I said, I know my history and I also go find my resources so I can have my facts lined up. But if you look at the Tupac and Biggie situation, I believe like they died, they were killed six months apart. You know what I mean? Now, how crazy is that? How ironic is that? You're talking about the two biggest artists in hip hop at that time and probably still of all time. You know what I mean? And they're gone over something minute like that. And and next thing you know, it just stirred up a lot of other BS. And now it's the East Coast versus the West Coast. And it's easy to do that with gangs, too. Like, I was hearing a guy, a gentleman speak about that in California. Like, don't get distracted and, you know, start going against other hoods and other gangs because that's not what this is about. And that's what they could try to turn it into to distract us. And I always feel like when something happens, something bigger is going on that they don't want us to know about. You know what I mean? And the news could be a very funny-ass media at times. They cover a lot of bullshit instead of what's really going on, even from people missing at times. We always see the white girl missing. And no, I'm not racist, but I'm a person that speaks facts or speak off of experience. We always see that white girl missing that goes out of the country or, or, or whatever. And, and I still send my heart and my prayers out to families like that, no matter what race you are. You never see the black girl that's missing. You only see that when you go into the hood stores and they got the, the posters up on the wall, the, the missing people and stuff. The fight is different. The, the, the equality is, is not the same. It's not on the same balance. You know what I mean? It's a lot of unjust stuff that happens amongst our people and we're supposed to just take this and get and just accept whatever we're offered and be mm-hmm. happy with it like it's crazy y'all are taking our our prominent ones away whether like I said it was a gang or conspiracy that's a violation to our people so I feel like as black people we are one gang if we're gonna be gangs bloods crips vice lords gds whatever we're all one gang because we're all black you know what I mean even inside the penitentiary system, it shows you that the blacks, they're, they're with each other. The Latinos are with each other. They might have different divisions of gangs, but when it comes down to it, you're with your people. And that's why in those incarceration situations, it shows you why they divide the black and the Latino. Because if we come together as black men, we're powerful. And then if we come together with the, the, the black men, and the Latino men were even more powerful. But if you look at ghettos and hoods, it's the same way. We all stay right by each other, but it's it's divided up. The Latinos got their areas. The blacks got their areas. We can't knock on somebody's door and ask for some hot sauce if, it, if they're Latino or whatever it is to help and share because they have that division like that purposely. They don't want us to get along and figure it out. They keep us divided. Um, uh, all right. On that note... Let me just ask you this, like, you know, and you're 100% right about that, where we're so divided and, um, like, like, let's speak of a way, like, how, how can we change this, this approach? And, like, like, you know, I, I don't think nobody has, like, sat down and figured it out. But How can we change you know? it? Malcolm yeah. X. What Malcolm X said, you, you, you got to fight fire with fire sometimes. And if you look at like what happens in Cali with the wildfires, you know, 
they use fire to stop the wildfires. So I'm not saying let's go out there, hurt people, but you damn right that I mean, let's go out here and protect our people by any means and all means necessary. So like I said, you know, I made I made this post earlier about Nipsey Hussle and this situation, but it, it, it just reflects on everything to me. And it and basically I said, if it was gang related, which I highly doubt, then why didn't anybody bust back? None of the businesses in the shopping center that he owns didn't have surveillance cameras. Why weren't the other two wounded victims' conditions announced? So like I said, if it was gang-related, then we live in a bitch-made society where niggas get honor, glory, and stripes for extinction of our own kind. It seems like when our people were slaves, they stood together more than we are free. This formula is lame. Black kills black equals retaliation. Cop kills black. Nothing is done. We might as well call it society slavery. That house Negro and field Negro is still in effect to this day. Now to this conspiracy thing, which has me more curious due to the mystic elements and lack of proof and evidence, why are a great number of prominent black musicians or leaders that we have an effect that have an effect on the people gone? Bob Marley died from cancer that spread from his toe. He really brought unity to Jamaica between the two biggest rival gangs and drug lords. Jimi Hendrix died from a drug overdosage. But if you ask me, Jimi Hendrix was more on that hippie movement and bringing people together. And if you ever looked at his concerts and his shows, black and white people were interacting. And does the man like that? No, he doesn't. Because you're mixing and mingling. And then next thing you know, music draws people together. And next thing you know, you're doing business and ideas. They don't want that. Okay, then you got Jimmy, you got Jimmy Hendrick, what I just spoke on. Then Michael Jackson and Prince died from prohibited dosages of pain medication. But in actuality, they own their own rights to their music. Pimp C out of Texas died of an overdose of codeine cough syrup, but he was very outspoken and was also with unity of other rappers about getting money and investing into the community and our people. Tupac and Biggie shot six months apart. Imagine what it would be like if it wasn't that so-called East Coast, West Coast beef and what they both stood for and the impact they had on not only their communities, but the world. And so many more from musicians, activists, or people with a voice and valuable information. If all black men are gone, what would then happen to our black women? We have to walk outside every day and duck and dodge bullets and incarceration, whether we're guilty or innocent. It could be very dis discouraging when someone tells you to keep moving on, but keep moving where? Move to the top where we're not accepted or over a cliff. I wonder if God is disappointed in how we offend our kind, but don't defend how we offend our own kind, but don't defend our kind when we are threatened and terrorized by others. We need new organization, structure, and respect. That old-fashioned shit is out the window because it's obviously not working in this day of age. They sitting back laughing while we do their dirty work. The Ku Klux Klan no longer has to lynch us. The police will probably stop killing us eventually because we're doing a much better job killing one another than they are killing us. Right. Um, I, I, I made a comment a few days ago, you know, and I basically said, um, 
you know, I'm most likely to get killed by my own kind, you know, than more than any other races out there. And um, and and it's just something I grew up like seeing, you know, us taking each other out, and which which is it could be many reasons why we're doing it, and and it could be maybe the way we was brought up and the environment we came from. But, you know, one, one thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, what's next for us? Like, you know, you have a lot of, you know, we control the market. You know, right. Most you, turn on the, you turn on the TV, you know, that, that's all we see is us, you know, now. Like, Most we're definitely. very, you know, you, sports, sports is one of them, you know, even though this is a sport podcast, I just think we needed to have this conversation and, um, you know, and and I and I had a, and I really hate like mixing politics and sport, but you know sometimes you know a cause is a cause. You have to you know you have to be uncomfortable. Most and, um, definitely. I think I think at this point in our lives, and you know me being black, you know it's easy to accept what you're comfortable with, but I think we got to get back to the point where we're uncomfortable. And we, we need to have a conversation of, of what's going on, and we and, and and we need to have the conversation amongst ourselves, and, and how can we change things? Because you know, it, it, we we shouldn't be fearing each other. I shouldn't have to, you know, walk down the street and feel that you know my own kind might attack me. Right. You know, I can't send my kids out to school. You when know, you, when you say what's next. I don't even see with that. I feel like then when is next? So really the question is what's now? You know what I mean? So when we say what's now, like you said, we control the market. Black people spend the most money no matter what it is. You know what I mean? So let's let's stop spending the money. And I know this has been said before, but especially in that area where Nipsey was killed, if it's non black, don't support it until we get answers, until there's justice. Until we know what's going on, because that'll then affect the people that make money um, off of our communities with their lucrative businesses. You see, because I also have that vision of if it stirs out of control and then the gangs are rivaling with one another. And then they see, you know, you're tearing up your own shit in your own neighborhood and the man comes in and incarcerates all these men. These women cannot support their family on their own because in all in all honesty, it'll be better to have a full household with the man and the woman than just the woman carrying that load. So when that man's gone to prison and that mom is on those on, on government assistance or welfare and she can no longer afford her housing, then she's put out or have to live amongst someone else, then the man comes in and gentrifies that shit and it's no longer for our people. And I'm sitting here watching it right now to this day in Newark. For example, on Broad Street, yeah, it might create more jobs, but then again, those jobs aren't for our people. They might build these nice buildings, but it's not for our people to live in. You know what I mean? I was just up in Alpine, New Jersey the other day, and I really like this home. It's called the Stone Mansion off of 18 Frick Drive in Alpine, New Jersey, the second wealthiest zip code in the nation. And I met the man that's the groundskeeper at the house. He stays there all year long. And it, it 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 baffled me because I thought of to know that this home has about maybe it's like 19 bathrooms and 
maybe 20 something bedrooms. It has a full court gym, a library, um, a basketball, like a basketball court in there, a tennis court, a pool, everything has all those rooms, all that space. There's one man staying in there because the home was at $65 million on the market, dropped about 45 and now it's praised at $30 million. No one's bought it yet. You could put a family up in that home. And you could put a you could put a family from an impoverished area in that home to give them a taste of what it's like to 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 go higher, to have a better a better living situation. I'm not saying they would have to stay there for good, but show them something different instead of putting them in housing projects or Section Eight. Let a family stay there, maybe five months out of the year, and then rotate the next family. But help that family that's staying in there get on their feet and show them the way. Instead. You put these people in these housing projects and these Jewish people owning all these buildings and all this property and taking all these people's money. But when people are getting killed in, in, in parking lots, like here in Newark, for example, like the Hallmark House and the, the, the rent's going up, but there's no security. There's only a, 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 a traffic person sitting in the booth for a couple hours. And then the security for the building only stays at the desk and they don't have guns. You know, you talk about stuff where we're getting, we're getting victimized. We don't have no type of protection whatsoever, but people are stripping us of our rights, taking our money and everything. Our money is green, right? But then our money ain't good money because it's a lot of dirty stuff that goes on. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that our people don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like we have to take, initiative now and take action if it mean tear it down tear the shit down i'm not saying tear your own homes down and stuff but run these people up out of our community if they're not our people and they're not supporting what we're our, our cause and, and helping us run them up out the community right you know what I'm, saying? Let, I'm not, let, I'm not let saying let me, let me ask you let me ask you this you, you think these people are, are more likely to take over our community because we don't work together most you definitely, know, because we're, know, our, we're our we, greatest we, enemy. We, we we have that crabbing the barrel mentality yep. where, you know, I can't, I can't see you. I can't see, you know, if I see you and we're the same kind, there's no way you, there's no way in hell you leading me to the promised land. Right. You, like, like, you know, bro, you, we're the same kind. Right. You know, and then they see another guy coming from somewhere else and they'll rather follow that guy because, you know, that that's what we've been taught exactly. since day since day one to um to follow like, but you know it, once again I, I I gotta say the conversation starts with ourselves and like Most what can definitely. we do to what can we do to better our neighborhoods and you know and and just to touch base a little bit on Nipsey Hussle he always a person that he he got the fame you know he he put in the grind he got the fame we see him on jets. You see him sideline on the Lakers game, but then you still see him back in his neighborhood trying to uplift it, bringing businesses. So, you know, how can, what would be your suggestion for artists that, you know, see a guy that came from nothing, build up, went and lived a life, went overseas traveling, you know, beautiful kids, you know, actress wife. Um, but how, how can we not discourage the next guy from from doing the same thing and and not and not leave the the neighborhood behind, because what what happened in what happened in Nipsey like, because you know 
it can be discouraging. Like, you know what, this this dude really just gave us knowledge and he tried to change us. He never left us behind. It's very up, discouraging. Right. And he ended up getting killed in his own establishment and in his own neighborhood. He'd been trying to change since the youth. Now, so like what 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 would be like I'll say this like how, how can a person not be discouraged to not make the next step? Uh, I will most definitely say if we be discouraged, then we lose. We, we we lose right then and there. Because that's all they're trying to do is discourage us. And when I say there, the man, uh society conspiracy, whatever. You know, I believe in God. I always hear all the Illuminati and I believe in God. I put my energy towards God because God wakes me up every morning. Not the Illuminati, not conspiracies, none of that bullshit. Now, do are there dirty people out there? Yes, there are. So knowing that there's dirty people out there, we have to do a greater job of protecting one another. You know, I often look back and reflect on a video that I saw them trying to revive this man and, and, and do what they can do. And I thought of what was that? What if, what if that was me laying there or let's go deeper to touch everybody else? What if that was your mother or your child or you, you know, and, and, and some people might not care about it at all, but that's how crazy this world is. People usually don't care until it lands in their backyard until the missile is in their backyard. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't be that way, but to any artist out there, I think Nipsey would tell you to keep going because we all have a date. Now, that's factual. We all will go one day, someday. But while we're here, we need to live life to the fullest. So if you want to be a business owner, go do what it takes to be a business owner. If you want to be a rapper, put in that work. You know what I mean? If you, if you, can, if you can stand on the corner and hustle all day, there's other things you can do. You know what I mean? If you could be a pimp, you could be a lawyer. You could be a drug dealer. You could be a doctor. There's so if you, if you wanna if you wanna be a shooter for somebody, you could work Secret Service. You could, you could work have a a, a a high security business for artists the the same way they do for the president. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be just be the president that gets this great protection or a million dollars spent a day on his security. You know what I mean? and the people that are surrounding him. We're all human beings. We all matter. We all put on one pants leg at a time. We all got 24 hours. It might not be the same as in the way we live or our environments, but nothing's more precious than life. And I guarantee you, when Nipsey was laying right there, if he still had a breath in his body and can function a little bit, he wasn't thinking about no damn money, no material Man probably thought about his family and wanting to live. And I, I'm and I've seen a man, I witnessed a man die, you know, take his last breath. And that shit will do something to you. It makes you appreciate life more, you know, and the things that we take for granted. Because life, nothing is promised in life, and tomorrow's not even promised, not even the next minute. We gotta learn how to start counting our blessings, you know. Like that last breath we just took. That's the ultimate blessing. We get um, mixed up and, and see all this material and what other people are chasing. 
It's not what it's about. It's about progressing. And then once you progress, like you said, with the crab in the barrel thing, you pull somebody else up. You know what I mean? I feel like with Nipsey, he has very humble beginnings. That's why he always gave back to his community and was involved because he'll never forget, no matter how far he goes in life, where he came from. And that's what his past represented. He could reflect and look back and see how far he came from and what he stood for. A lot of people feel like they have to be whatever they were growing up. No, you can change for the, as long as it's for the better. And if somebody don't like you changing for the better, move around from that person because everybody should want progression for everybody. But in this world, you got to be careful. There's a lot of people that want to see you do good. They don't want to see you do better than them. You got to know the difference between salt and sugar. They look just alike, but they both got a different taste. And that's how the devil and God is. They both work in mysterious ways. But see, God don't do evil. He might cause destruction. And I, bef- I, I do believe that destruction is caused to have order, for order to take place. But evil, for evil, doesn't do anything. But we do have to protect one another. We do have to start being stand-up men out here. Like, first starting our own backyard, sweep around our own front door. Let's get it together as men, as fathers, as brothers, as, as leaders or people of the community. Let's make sure our women get home safe. For instance, I have a lady friend. She gets off of work. She has to walk in a very dangerous neighborhood, catch the bus. She gets off early in the morning before the sun rises. You know, I call her and I make sure that she gets home, stay on the phone with her. I would want somebody to do the same for my mother, my sister, but for our women in general, and not just black women, but we have to start with our women first because if we can't protect our women, how are we going to protect any other type of women? And nobody looks out for a black woman the way a black man does, and nobody looks out for a black man the way a black woman does. So what's what's our agenda? To kill each other up, and then what? Because eventually, that's the case. If all the men get killed up, the black men, it might be slavery again. Because then the men going to feel like, these, the other men going to feel like the white man, we can overpower y'all women, take control of them, and, and, and take over the world. Because one, y'all killing each other. Y'all already doing our agenda better than us. So we'll sit back and watch y'all kill up each other and then get the rest of y'all with incarceration because that's really the new form of slavery. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Like, what, what are you not willing to accept? Because, um, you know, you, you, we all know our issues with the justice system. And, and right now, we, we, we basically have, you know, Nipsey life and, and whatever happened in the justice system hand. You know, it's been a, it's been a little over 20 hours now, and, and we still haven't heard anything um, of what took place. We, we haven't seen any surveillance uh, of, of the shooting. Like, what are you not willing to accept? Because on my, me personally, I'm not going to accept another Tupac situation or Biggie situation that we don't know I'm the killer neither. is. I'm so, not neither, and they should be careful because a riot could take place. And that means, and when I say a riot, I mean as our people coming together, you know, and, and maybe not just in L.A., but maybe we all need to form together from state to state country to country and if and I pray that it could touch that way from country to country to show people that it this just wasn't a man from from 60s from the hood from Crenshaw it's a human being at the end of the day and you know 
And when you say human being, it, it makes me think of Mar- what Martin Luther King said before, before the 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 the, the race comes the human race, the, the equality for we're human beings. And we have so much division amongst religion and ethnicity and culture and all this. That's fine to embrace and know where you came from, but it's 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 not fine when you're destroying it and when it's destruction and when it's hatred and evilness. You know the same thing like South Carolina with the Dylan Roof situation. He did what he did. They had all the, the news media covering it, everything. They knew something with this Nipsey Hustle thing. Don't nobody know nothing. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there was people standing out there. The guy was right. taking pictures with people before he ended up being killed, assassinated, however you want to put it. There's cameras around the facility. So let's see camera footage. Usually yeah, the news has a report after a certain amount of time. We're looking for such and such type of male or female and this and that, and we ain't getting none of that. And they want to say that it's just gang related. Yeah, you know what? Like, you know, it happened. I was watching, like, I had my TV on, like, CNN, and, like, you know, they briefly touched based on it, like, maybe, like, 12 hours after it happened. I know I know a lot of the local news in L.A. had uh, some reporting on Nipsey, the, the incident that happened, but, you know, like, nothing nothing crazy like it's like because nobody know and if you do have a conversation about it it's like all right this happened yes he got shot six times he's he's dead but you know like what else because we don't there's no there's no there's nothing else there's no leeway there's no conversation to have and, and, and i'm gonna tell you how deep this is see i got family out in la i visit there every now and then i would go to the fat burger on Crenshaw and Slauson that Nipsey Hussle owns is is kitty corner from his shopping center, the Marathon Clothing Store. If I was there when this occurred yesterday and I seen what happened, I would have told what happened. You know what I mean? Because I get tired of this whole no snitching movement. I get it. There's street codes and stuff. So, yeah, if I was a part of the street or a gang or whatever and this and that, and I, then I know what comes with that. And if I violate, then if I make a violation, then I get violated. I understand that. But that's not the case. Y'all got people. People are abiding by rules for organizations and gangs that they're not even a part of. We outnumber gangs. We outnumber these organizations. Even in prison, the inmates run the prison because they outnumber the warden and the the CEOs or the guards in there. So it's a way about going about things, about seeing something and speaking up on it. You know what I mean? If somebody killed killed your mother, you would want to know who killed your mother. But the fact that nobody's seen... Why why do you think this is happening? Like, you know, it's so much of us and then we were so able to be swayed and like, cause they, you know, history has shown that, you know, they always killed our leaders and those who could sway the mind. Like they, they the first to go. You start saying, and you, you, you could put a group together and you could sway their mind. And, you know, they, they always end up in the end result is always them either game murder or something happening to them. Like, you know, I think what we got to do, especially for the new generation and the youth that's coming up, Right. We gotta make sure we gotta make sure these kids know they're kings and they could be leaders too. So um, 
you know, in, in the homes, we, we just got, you know, people who have kids and, and have young ones growing up. And, you know, I have nieces. No, I don't have nieces. I have nephews. You know, I have three of them. One is like 10 and one is like three and one is two, you know, and I got to have these conversations with them even at a young age, like, now nah, you could, you're a leader, you, you know, you got, you got to carry, you got to carry this culture to a, a level that you've never been before. So like, you know, like, what do you think we could do better mm-hmm. to, to get rid of that insecurity? Cause a lot of, a lot of our soldiers out here, a lot of, a lot of people in our culture, you know, we say it all the time. We go around like we kings, but we don't even see ourselves as kings. So we don't even walk in that format. All right. So like, 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 what, what do you think we could do for our culture to make sure we know, like, we are just as powerful as, as as anybody in this world? Well, to hit on that, I think about like Black Panther leader, one of the leaders, Fred Hampton. He was assassinated by the FBI. They did a raid back in 1969. And they shot this man hundreds of times. And through um, Larry Hoover, I mean, excuse me, not Larry Hoover, but Edgar Hoover, um, this man was about to have a meeting with the Ku Klux Klan and sit out amongst them and break barriers that would have had us ahead back then. You know, and it that would have been so powerful that they knew that that was about to go down and they stopped that. Think about how many times people knew stuff was taking place and they stopped it. They hindered it from it happening. Same thing with Martin Luther King's assassination. From him going to walk with the garbage man for going on strike, you know, for better pay. From Malcolm X going on his trip to Africa and coming back and having a whole different perspective on not having hatred towards non-blacks or white men and coming together how he felt different, praying amongst other people than just black. You know what I mean? And it shows you how powerful, like I said, when other races come together. But when we come together first as our race, as your own race, even if you're Latino, white, or whatever, but we're talking about facts. People that endure the most is black people from over 400 years of slavery to the treatment now. You know, fuck a 40 acres and a mule. That ain't going to get shit done. Yeah, we're, if, if it came down to it, we're old way more than that. But yes, we do have to go get it because success is the greatest revenge. But we didn't have the same start as everyone else. And that's just factual. So now we have to take a different initiative. We have to start teaching and educating one another. We have to start doing things out of the norm. Stop being accustomed to what we were just taught and sticking to those old traditional ways, especially if it's not working, you know, with our health and stuff. Like with the the uh, the, the doctor that they're talking about. Um, Sabi or yeah, Sabi? Yeah, Sabi or Sabi. I watched his his interview and a lot of stuff made sense, you know, or like even with Dick Gregory, the things he would talk about, a lot of things make sense and it, and it puts a question mark in your mind. Like, why are our leaders gone? Why are they just mysteriously dying? And then they give you, you know, some bullshit 
death that it's really hard to believe. You know what I mean? So then you just don't care anymore. And it's like we keep living life until it happens again. You know what I mean? I feel like we should take this moment in time right now and do something about it. I don't know exactly what to do because I don't have all the answers. And I'm not saying go out there and hurt or harm people. But when it comes to our people, if we are threatened or being terrorized, then, yeah, it's time to, to hurt and harm in defense. That's the only time that we should be using guns or weapons is when we're defending. Really, it's supposed to be our nation. But then that's really whack to me, too, because we should have world peace. It shouldn't even just be about one one nation. It should be about the whole world. You know what I mean? But there, that's where that division comes into play. Your country, your religion, your ethnicity. You know what I mean? It's, it's so deep. It's so many problems that we have in our own communities, our own backyard. We first got to start dealing with our situation. With, with with our black-on-black violence and crime, with complexion problems, the light skin, the dark skin, the, the, the house Negro, the field Negro, the, the being educated and not being educated, you know? Just the respect. What happened to respect? Oh, so you make more money than me or you have this type of degree or you're at this status, so you're above and I'm beneath? No, I thought we were all God's children. Because that's what it that's what it really is. And that's what's displeasing in God. God doesn't like favoritism. And this world is full of favoritism. You know what I mean? And God likes people that walks how he would walk. So if you look at Nipsey Hussle and his situation, he could have easily got up out of his environment and never came back or looked back and said, I'm gone. But right. this man came back to show a structure and 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 build foundation and show these kids, look, I might not touch a million of y'all, but I might touch that one kid that touch a, a, a million. That's what it's about. But some people feel like, man, I ain't going to touch a million people. I'm going to just worry about me and mine. As long as me and mine is good until one of yours get hurt or one of yours get killed. It shouldn't have to be that way. Let's not wait for another Nipsey Hustle situation to happen, whether it's gang related or conspiracy theory, whatever. We're not tolerating either side. So that gang shit, we need to kill that. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, oh, gang members or ex-gang members, whatever, active or ex-gang members, they don't have a life. No, they do have life. They're human beings. But let's turn that in. Let's wash and clean that dirt and turn it into a diamond. That's, that's, that's all what this is about. Jay-Z said, clean your money. Stop fighting over the neighborhood your mama ran they're putting out these messages to let you know what's going on. So instead of Crips and Bloods beefing and 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 Vice Lords, GDs, whatever gangs, MS-13s, Latin Kings, whatever, let's come together. You know what? Let's say, you know what? We've been killing each other for so long. What have we gotten out of this? Because I'm pretty sure gang members, they don't go, they don't go outside feeling like they can just walk and have freedom. They're living a life where they're looking over their shoulder every five minutes probably and they have to do what comes with their lifestyle. That's a 24-7 lifestyle. You got to be 10, 
ten toes in that. Ain't no halfway in, halfway out. Right. Let's just touch base on that real quick. Like, what what do you think affects like, like why you think like our youth is is choosing um a gang? Is it? Do you feel there's a a, a lack of fathers being in 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 our kids' life? Like, lack of think? love. Lack of love. Because love love conquers all. Love drives out hate. A lot of people go to the streets because they probably not getting love at home to begin with. Look at a lot of people. And then if you are getting love at home and you're going to the streets, you're just misguided. You're going out the world ass backwards. Because a real real gang members will tell you this is not the life. Those are the real gang members that tell you to take your ass to school. Jail is not where you want to be. This is not the lifestyle you want. And I listen to those gang members coming up. I might have been affiliated here and there and knowing certain people, but I always chose not to be involved in gang activity or join that because I'm my own man. I'm a leader. I bang for Jesus Christ. That's what I bang for. You know what I mean? And I still accept a gang member. I still have friends that do that. And I still love them the same because we're all human. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But what about that man that wants to turn his life around or that woman that wants to turn her life around? She's not always going to be stripping. He's not always going to be in the streets. But if there's no hope and there's no chances given, they think that's all they got. They don't even see further past tomorrow or the day that they're living in. So a lot of, if you go out to Cali or certain places, a lot of gang members, they feel like the, the age Nipsey hustle died. You are a triple OG. You don't even really make it past 18. And they say 25 is just that significant number. You know, that's right. sad. You should want to be living up into, you know, your 80s, 90s. You know what I mean? Try to touch 100. Longevity is what it is. And these kids are, they're making short-term investments into bullshit that's jeopardizing their livelihood and freedom when they can be making long-term investments. Everybody's not going to go to college. I get it. Everybody's not going to be a business owner. I get it. But that don't mean you can't make the best of your life and make your situation better just because of your predicament right now. It does not define you. We have to we have to get out of our way of thinking, thinking that this is it. No, it's not. But I'm going to tell you what ultimately hurts us. When we turn a blind eye, especially to the oppressor, you're just as worse as the oppressor like Martin Luther King said when you do that. I feel like we have to speak on and we have to take initiative right now. Fuck tomorrow. Fuck next. Fuck later. Now. People get so accustomed to stuff happening. They're so prone to death and stuff that once it happens, it's like it starts to die down and fade away until it happens again. And that's really called a cycle. And that's sick. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, you're right, man. It's just like Definitely a tough 24 hours, man. Nipsey's not here anymore. We definitely need to have this conversation and just and keep having this conversation. We just can't do it for a couple of weeks and then and then go back to our regular lives. Exactly. We just we we got we got to get to the position where we we uncomfortable. Like you know, fuck all that comfortability shit. And you know, I think so many people are just so living. And what society, you know, forced them to live with, with the social media, like you got people don't even live up, live out their phone no more. You know, they live it just they wake up, you know, they they just you know right. they just they just live for the likes and 
and, and and they stuck in the screen and they don't see what's really going on going on around them. Right. They they just accept they just accept it. Like you should like we we need to stop accepting things and because we are powerful people. Right. And, you know, and, and the, these phones is just as powerful as guns. You can shoot these too and capture things. You know, there's pros and cons with it though, because then it's like nowadays somebody jump about to jump off a building, everybody pull their phone out. Nobody's trying to pull out a figure out where to go get a blanket or somebody trying to, you know, help this man if he does jump. They rather get this footage and have this little moment of clout versus actually making a difference and saving somebody. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you got all these phones pulled out, and I'm seeing this. This man's laying here and stuff, but that's the only footage that there is. No footage of the, whoever did this or whatever car they hopped in. Or that's weird to me. You know what I mean? It's like we gotta, we gotta. Maybe it took this this era f- for this stuff to happen. All this social media, the drug epidemic, all this stuff to show us like, look, this is bad, but we don't have to accept bad. We know that this is no longer good. Let's get rid of this shit. Let's take a different approach. Like, people are so in tune with their phone that I see people all the time. They walk across the street. They don't even pay attention to what they're doing. They got their head in their phone. And they feel like a car is supposed to automatically stop for them or a bullet is 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 guaranteed to go to that person that's aiming for it. You all on your phone or you're not being attentive that you become the victim. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, your phone could do good or bad for you because, like I said, yesterday with that scene, somebody could have recorded what went on. Somebody probably did what record what went on. But we don't know what's going on with the footage. You know what I mean? Police have been known in the past to do stuff to footage and edit footage. And I've witnessed that firsthand with a man that was killed in Houston, Texas, back in July of 2016, named Alva Brazil. They edited the footage. They took out the first 10 minutes of the audio because this man was shot by the police. And he told him to help him. And the police officer said, don't worry, we're gonna we're calling EMS. And he turned around and shot the man again. Right. And they reported that the man was only shot 10 times when he was really shot like 15 times, you know, from the corners, the, the examination and everything. And the mayor lied and said, the mayor of Houston named Sylvester Turner lied and said the man had guns in his, in his, I mean, excuse me, he had bullets in his gun. The man had no bullets in his gun, but he said the man shot off two shots in the air. And the um, video footage shows you bright as day. The man never shot his gun. It's so yeah. much injustice that goes on. And you know why they covered that situation up? In 2016, it's a prime example. This happened in Houston, Texas, off of Cullen Boulevard in Ward, in front of a Gulf gas station. And the Gulf had the footage, too. But the thing, the reason why is because the Super Bowl was coming to Houston in February of 2017. So they swept that shit under the rug because it's a money and a politic thing. Shit is economically controlled. So if it's economically controlled, like you said earlier in the conversation, then let's stop spending money. Let's stop putting our money with with certain people. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I definitely agree with you. Um, but you know one thing I take from this situation, man, like we need we need we need to know we we not accepting what we accepted back in the past 
we demand answers, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Like with the Tupac situation and and the big, and even in, in our recent, you know, with Sandra Blinn, you know, they, they claim she killed herself. And then, you know, exactly. we, we, we protested for a little while and then nobody speak of it because if it don't affect our lives, we, we don't really care. So, um, hey, Sheldon, Sheldon, let's hit on that. Since, you know, we'll just call this, this we'll call all this murder, even with Nipsey Hussle, murder. Alvar Brazil, murder, Houston, Texas. Sandra Sandra Bland murdered in 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 Hempstead, you know, in, in Waller County. This lady that claims she committed suicide, she was hung in her cell with a, a a trash bag that's not even in their cells, you know what I mean? And then they took her mugshot of her dead. They laid her on the ground and took her mugshot, and you could tell from the the fat in her in her face it was upwards. You knew that something wasn't right because a same man took another mugshot and you could see the difference of the background. Then another guy was reportedly not too long ago, maybe just like a couple months ago, was killed in that same jail. I think hung again. But they don't tell you about this type of stuff. They don't tell you about Alfred Wright in, in Hemp Hill, Texas, that was killed by the, the Jasper County Sheriff. You know what I mean? They, don't, they they try to they show you just a little bit with James Bird Jr. back in 1999, drugged by a truck and a chain, in in Jasper, Texas. And this just ain't Texas. It's so many other places where stuff happens. And I live up here on the east, and a lot of people are like, is it racist down south? I've seen more racism up here. It's a lot of stuff that happens that gets swept under the rug. We can't let this Nipsey Hustle situation get swept under the rug. You know what I mean? Because God forbid, I don't even wish this on nobody, but if it, I can't even say if it was Trump because Trump got Secret Service around him. So somebody going to see something or be able to do Trump's, this why I don't feel like it was gang related because the gang is kind of like Secret Service. You start trying to bust that Trump, Secret Service going to bust your ass. And when you're right. in a gang and you start busting at a gang member, no matter if he's Nipsey Hussle or just the nigga from the block, they going to start busting back at your ass. So why wasn't those shots returned? You know what I mean? That's why I don't think it's gang-related. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, definitely you got to scratch your head because, you know, he got shot five times and one in the head. So a total of six shots plus two other person got shot. And they they say allegedly one guy in his 20s, like, I mean, you got to be real skillful to to pull that off. and One guy makes that many shots. So that means that's the equivalent of eight shots. Six for Nipsey, one each for the other guy. We don't know these guys' conditions. Nothing was reported about these guys. Who the hell are these mysterious guys that got shot? And then if they did get shot, I send my condolences and prayers to them. But we don't know no information, so it's kind of hard to believe. You know what I mean? Right. We just, you know, we need, we need, we need more. We need, we just need to keep having this conversation. We can't let this go, and we can't be blinded. You know. We, we we gotta be we gotta feel it for him and you know and for it to happen if, you know his daughter was around or whatever the case may be or she was in the facility but it just it just it's just scary to see what's next and like you know now you got the moms you gotta raise two young kids on her own now and I'm pretty sure she's gonna have support from from just listen, check this. 
I'm gonna say this because always remember every cause got an effect. The smallest thing caused the biggest impact. And God sees all. Even if we can't see it, God does see all. So it's like what's done in the dark is gonna come to the light. So my whole thing is like the whoever did this, however it was done, they just made matters worse for them. We might have took a loss, but your loss is ultimately your gain. You know what I mean? I believe right now that Nipsey Hussle is in a better place. And he's probably going to have better justice than we can do here. Because I believe in angels and the way God reveals things and gets things done. God works in mysterious ways. That's why they say vengeance is of the Lord. Yeah, if I was there and if I could have done something, I would have. You know, I've been in a situation last October where they had a shootout similar to that. I was in Minnesota. They had a shootout in the parking lot. And a girl got shot. And all I could think of was my mom, my sister, my relative. And I, I cleared the scene. I sized the scene up and ran over there and, and tried to get a girl help and aid. And all I could think about back to when I was in Israel, what they taught me at the Army in Ganah about helping wounded soldiers or victims. And I just knew that I had my credit cards on me, my cards, my whatever, and to seal her, seal up her wound so she wouldn't bleed and, and bleed out or die. And the girl survived. But the, it's so many things, so many questions in your head. Like, where was his daughter? My question, when this went down. Right. Um, where were the people inside the store? Usually rap people have entourage or they had their entourage around them. You could barely even run up on somebody and, and dap them up without a bodyguard stepping in or, or somebody. And I don't feel like Nipsey just walk around like that, even though that is his neighborhood and stuff. I still feel like people cover his back. You know what I mean? Right. So especially, it's a lot of questionable things. Especially you watch a documentary and, and, and there's so much love then. So many people that respect him in that neighborhood for for that to even happen. Exactly, you know? and real gang, real gangsters know that there's a time and a place, and for that shit to happen on a Sunday, and knowing that G code, when you with your kids, there's not supposed to be no activity, even if that is your rival. You're supposed to have respect for women and children. You don't hurt women and children, even innocent people at that. But there's a code. And if that code has already been set and people aren't, they're not following that code and they're going against moral morals and principles, then it's time for violations to take place. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, there needs to be a new order amongst our people. And we don't need other races trying to run our people. We need to run our people. We need new, we need new leadership. We need people that are not afraid to die but are not afraid to kill for us that'll stand up for us no matter what. So, yeah, go and release that documentary about the Dr. CV. Release, re- tell us what's going on. Let's do more research. Let us know what's going on. If it take, man, forget protesting and marching. March up in that building and get documentation. Snatch shit out of motherfuckers' hands. It's time to start doing shit like that. Get the fuck up out of our neighborhood since y'all don't know who killed our own Nipsey Hussle. Make it like that. We... We need to take order like that. You know what? We gotta um definitely 
you know, definitely a touch, um, touchy situation. Uh, I think I lost them there, but you know, guys, this is um, over conversation, and uh, thank you for tuning in. And definitely, uh, I like to touch base on a lot of sports, but you know, I created this podcast or platform just like this that we could have a conversation about. And um, definitely, what what happened to us in this situation on uh, Nipsey yesterday. You know, we definitely lost a soldier. Um, and it's definitely going to be tough to bounce back. It's definitely a hard – it's going to be hard moving forward. But we just need – we need answers. And um, once again, welcome to Over Conversation. Uh, we're, we're now on all platforms. So please do me a favor, like, subscribe, share, and um, just comment. Tell me how you feel about this segment. Um and I promise you I'll, I'll retain a sports in the next episode. Um, and I actually, I do have a, a big episode coming up. I'm touch basing with a, with a special guest all the way from Australia. So once we get our timing right, definitely we're going to touch base on that and then um, get perspective from somebody that's on the other side of the world. So once again, this is Over Conversation. Thank you for joining me, Eric. I appreciate you. You 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 um you definitely touch a lot of good points and and definitely have a lot more conversation and we're gonna keep having these conversations. So I appreciate you, man. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.